Hello and welcome to We the People. Hello and welcome to our summer of discontent. If you're looking to travel abroad, whether it's for business, whether it's for an education or for leisure, there are long wait lines for a visa, anything from six months to a year, just to schedule a visa interview. And the ones who are feeling the pinch the most are students, some of whom are fearing that they're going to see their dreams shatter because the academic year starts in September and their student visas are nowhere in sight. Students, uh, there are students who have gotten uh, a an offer, uh, a letter of acceptance into the college of their choice, their dream colleges. The tragedy is now they may not actually make it there in time to begin their courses. And according to the U.S. Uh, Embassy, the U.S. Department of State, the average waiting time for a visitor visa is over 500 days. That is almost a year and a half. This means that if you apply for a visa this month, the appointment date that you're going to get in all likelihood is going to be in 2024. Apart from the U.S. visa application, processes are taking a long time for other countries like the U.K., the Schengen states, Canada. As per the Government of Canada website, Canada is currently having a waiting time of 158 days for anyone applying for a visitor visa. The reason for this is this two-year pandemic-induced lockdown of consulates around the world that halted visa services and it has produced what we're seeing now, which is year-plus-long waits massive backlogs and this weekend there was tragedy in Haryana where a 23 year old young man took his own life uh, because uh, he was waiting and there was no end in sight and there was this unseemingly long tunnel where he didn't know whether he would get a visa or not he applied for a visa to go to Canada this young man uh, Vikesh Saini he uh, went missing on Thursday two days later his body was found floating in a canal Ironically, his visa came a day after he went missing and his family presumes that he was dead by then. His uncle now joins us, Rajiv Saini. Um, Rajiv Saini ji, thank you so much for joining us. It's a difficult time for you. Kya hua tha, Vitesh? Vikesh, itna parishan kyu tha tha? Wednesday ko hi usne ghar se nikla gaya tha. Rath ko problem mein chal raha tha. मेंटली डिप्रेस था इन्हीं के उसके जो साथी थे उनका तो कनाडा का अदर कंट्रीज का वीजा आ चुका था इसका अभी प्रोसेस में था तो ये इस करके डिप्रेशन में हो रहा था तो बस उसी को लेकर के इसने ऐसा कदम उठा लिया मेरे बहुत छह सात महीने से लगी रहे थे इसी प्रोसेस में ग्रेजुएशन तो कर ली थी उन्होंने जी अभी थोड़ा एग्रीकल्चर का काम करते रहते थे जब तक वीजा के वेटिंग कर रहे थे तब उसका अपना ही एक सपना था भी मैंने भी बाहर जाना है और अपने करियर को बनाना है लेकिन ऐसा हो नहीं सका नहीं सबका सपना लाइक मिलियंस ऑफ अदर्स यूथ फ्रॉम हरियाणा एंड पंजाब विकेश आल्सो डिजायर्ड टू गो अब्रॉड एंड मेक अ लाइफ फॉर हिमसेल्फ अब्रॉड दैट वॉज नॉट टू बी एंड बट सैनी जी उन्होंने किसी के साथ बात नहीं की उनके परेशानी के बारे में शायद वो कोई बात शेयर करते तो शायद उनका मेंटली डिप्रेशन कम हो सकता था उन्होंने 
पूरी तरीके से बात शेयर नहीं करी अपने अंदर ही रखते रहे कोरोना के बाद भी उसके काफी फ्रेंड चले गए थे ना तो इस करके उसको मान लीजिए था भी मेरा भी काम बन जाए लेकिन वो काम ना बढ़ने की वजह से थोड़ा सा उनके अंदर नेगेटिव एटीट्यूड क्रिएट हो गया था यानी absolutely tragic tragic story a young man taking his own life a young man with his whole future his life ahead of him taking his own life because of this seemingly endless interminable wait for a visa to go abroad and uh, this is an you know this is an undesirable situation for everybody involved there's a fallout there are repercussions of this if you don't get uh, your student visa and you're a student you may have to drop a year you may have to skip a year uh your passport gets held up often for all of these months while you're waiting so you cannot even apply anywhere else if you had applied to other colleges or or other universities well joining us now we'll have niharika uh, sondhi she's an international and national career consultant founder of ednet consultants uh, niharika uh, your thoughts about the situation we all find ourselves in right now and it's not just students because you're a career consultant it's also uh, people who are looking for jobs and companies who perhaps after this two year of a slowdown are looking to transfer their uh, employees to their foreign offices too okay actually the thing is as an education consultant of course this is uh, the visas have been a matter of concern just not now but uh, for the past one and a half years um we have a lot of our students who have uh, got admitted but we have had to defer their admissions or even we have had to withdraw the admissions and look at other opportunities um but when it comes to visas before i answer your question i just want to say something that the countries where we have faced problems is in canada and majority of our students from india are moving on to canada as well as australia you know australia had closed borders for the past 2 years and canada because of the ukraine um, uh, uh, refugees uh, priority uh, visas uh, the visas have taken a backlog now some of the visas the normal visa usually would take about 20 days is now taking about 6 months and the student uh, uh, visa which was uh, on student stream visa sds would take about like 15 20 days is now again going on into months So yes this is a matter of great uh, stress and strain but i just also want to say something that um, before we move forward that uk has taken proactive measures on this and august 12th they came up with a super priority visa where the visas will be now granted to the students within 24 hours as well as um, more for that sorry do these students have to pay more for the super priority yes passport? yes that's what i was going to come to you know i was just going to do a little bit of a comparative analysis here also so the student it was just launched i think on august 16th uh, where the students have to pay about close to a lakh i think if i remember it's about 97000 oh. rupees and um, yes it's a lot of money but then the students parents don't have a choice neither do the students have a choice the sessions are going Absolutely. to start in another what two weeks or three weeks and there is a lot of anxiousness and stress among the parents and students they're ready to pay that kind of money and move on and they don't have a choice like you said they push into a corner and everybody is taking exactly. advantage of it in a sense exactly but at the same time i would talk like to talk about the united states i personally believe that the us consultant uh, consulate has done a fantastic job uh, in on i think on april 8th, 
April 2022, they had come up with the application interview waiver. That means all the students who have the F1 or B1, B2 can now get the visas just by putting their DSI 60, I20 passports and the required documents in the Dropbox, and they will get it in the next 10 to 12 days. So that was really good. There is no issue. There is no extra charges. Nothing happening. In fact, I think it's B1, B2 uh, visa holders whose uh, visas have expired the last, I think, two years can also avail of this opportunity. So, and there's no Good extra cost. Also, I mean, it makes sense. It's also self-preservation because the U.S. economy really, uh, you know, they say U.S. economy runs on Dunkins, but actually, also the U.S. university system runs on international students and the fees that they pay. So, it's also in a sense self-preservation. But let me bring in Asiz and Ashir Kandari. They're 12th graders who couldn't pursue uh, their college. Uh, in the United States because to a delay, and this was a delay in a green card interview that they've been waiting. What happened, uh, Anis and Ashi? What happened? You got admission into one of the top universities in the U.S.? Yes. Uh, firstly, thank you for having us on the show. So both my sister and I applied to American universities in this past cycle. I got into and had committed to in, uh, University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, and my sister had committed to Kelly School of Business. But both of us have had to let go of this opportunity, unfortunately, because our green cards didn't come on time. And uh, we had applied for green cards in 2019. All our documents had been approved by the NBC early 2020, and we've just been waiting for an interview appointment since uh, the past year and a half, and still haven't gotten it. And I know I don't just speak for my sister and I, but I speak for countless other students that the situation has been really heartbreaking for all of us. It's been a tough decision, and um, there's a lot of there's been a lot of uncertainty now because we've been left uh, to find alternatives at such a late yeah. stage in the process. Mm. So it's been very well, tough. So what are those alternatives? But thank you for speaking to us so candidly about this. Uh, you know, obviously very difficult and have to to deal with such kind of. A disappointment at such a huge level at such a young age. Uh, that said, so what what are you what are you guys doing now? What are both of you doing? What are your options? Are you studying back? Uh, have you deferred? Mm, are you going to study in India? Is that what you're doing? Uh, and had you already paid the fees or some of the fees in order to keep your seat? So. Um, yeah, so uh, well, I did give the CUET today uh, as well, and uh, the exams are going on will end on the twenty eighth. So we do not know when the results will come, when the cutoffs, the sports quota, and when the session will start. So there's there's a lot of uncertainty on that aspect as well. We've also got some very good offers from UK, but as of now, it seems impossible for any student to get their student visa without applying for the priority visa. And if the embassy mm. is offering such services, that means they do have the ability and the workforce to expedite student visas. So why do students have to pay such a high price to uh, avail the services of priority and super priority? This is about our education, our career, our future. So why can't every stu student be treated as priority? And I just want to... Uh, Very well said. Thank you so much. I think this is the like... Uh, 
you know, the, from the mouth of babes, and this is what someone should be asking the, U the UK High Commission and the uh, UK Embassy, because clearly, as you're saying, they do have systems in place. They could provide these visas if they wanted to, and they're willing to do it, but for a price. Uh, Dhruv Jati joins us. He's the founder of the Bangalore Student Community. Dhruv, what, you work with many students who've been applying, and I'm sure it's been a trying time for all of them. What's your uh, experience been like? Can you compare to us the process or what the experience has been for students who are applying to the EU, to the US, and, and to Canada? Sarah, firstly, there has been um, an influx in students that are studying abroad this year, that are planning to study abroad this year. Secondly, this has resulted in the slowdown of the visa process in all regions, not just to Canada, including the EU and the Pacific, as you mentioned. And this correlates directly to the acceptance rate. Now, um, a couple of Canadian media outlets have come out to say that uh, the reason as to why there have been a lot of rejections is because of a lot of illegal immigrants that have that have you know settled in Canada post their education over there. That's one of the claims that they've made. And um, another issue we are bringing to you is that um, this directly affects a common student who ends up wanting to study in a university abroad. So this is where I sympathize with the student that uh, that that had to that unfortunately committed suicide in Haryana because uh, it, it it is a sad uh, matter of fact that a student from India who wanted to go abroad and study uh, was uh, was mm. delayed in his application process compared to other students from different countries so uh, there is mm. there is this sort of difference which the we are seeing as nothing can go right if you're a student born within these you know i mean uh, graduating within these last two years and looking to study abroad but i want to dhruv jati you said the acceptance rate has changed so are you saying it's gone up or gone down because you're saying there's an influx of uh, applications Sarah, the demand has increased on both sides. To be fair enough, the Canadian universities have increased the number of seats for Indian Simultaneously, the number of Indian students wanting to go abroad has increased. This might be due to reasons yeah. such as unemployment which exists in the country. But a core point that I want to bring to you is that the mental breakdown that a student has, because when a student applies for a visa, he has already accepted his offer letter from the university. And the fact yeah. that he gets rejected or it's delayed is a massive embarrassment. And for a student to cope with you know, such a dilemma at this point of time is, is very difficult because of the current situation, especially after the pandemic. So I sympathize with the students that are yet to get their visas and praying very deeply that this issue is resolved at the earliest. From Bangalore, there are many students who are yet to get their visas to uh, the Pacific and especially to Canada as well. So what what are they doing? I mean, what is what is the overall impact then on these students? Do they have a backup? Are they like working somewhere trying to make it a gap year? Have they already started applying to some Indian universities also? A couple because of students that, has that I've come, right? Because yeah, no doubt. A couple of students that I've come across have uh, attempted the CUET, like uh, a student had mentioned earlier. That's one of the backups that they are looking at. And simultaneously, many students are looking to go abroad. But again, the issue is with the unemployment that exists within the country, uh, the skill sets that they want to provide as well. So on the long run, what we're seeing is a number of Indian students that are planning to leave the country. And let's not forget mm. that the average Indian age right now is 28. So if we are losing students at that age grab, we're losing, we're losing potential um, you know, youth mm. that could contribute to the economy at this point of time. Yeah. And um, like I said, it's just difficult no matter what uh, 
what your background is and what stream you are studying. We have Harsh Goel joining us who is a, a student who is easily getting a visa and uh, can go and study uh, but it's in, a, it's in a war zone. Harsh Goel, you are a third year medical student at the Ivano Franswick National Medical University IFNMU and uh, you were in Ukraine. What's your situation now? Our situation is like do or die situation because we don't know what we'll have to do because uh, we are I am medical student so we don't have option for the online study even NMC which is the National Medical Council also said that we, we don't have an option for online classes so we don't have any option left uh, until we have to go back to Ukraine but how can we go back to Ukraine because we don't have any flight so, or a, any airport any connectivity uh, directly with the Ukraine. So right now, some of the students are trying to go back to Ukraine via Moldova or via Romania, but they didn't get their visas because, or even it is not safer for us because embassy, embassy or uh, MEA, which is um, MEA, also said that Ukraine is not safe for us to return back right now. So how can we complete our study? Because uh, we don't know uh, our government ban will uh, like ban the. Uh, Help us. So you're caught in a between a, you're in a rock in a hard place because you, the embassy says it's not safe to go back. Yet at the same time, no other options being given to absorb uh, to include you absorb you into the system back home. Neharika, I, I have some. Uh, I'm told we have some viewers who have some questions. I'm hoping perhaps you could answer them. Let's just uh, go across to our uh, viewers. We have Madhushri. Uh, Wasam and Rahul Mishra who have a question uh, for you, um, all of them students, all of them many questions, uh, again one just asks how did we not see this coming, go ahead Madhushri with your question. Hello, this is Madhushri Gatta, I am from Calcutta, I am a student of St. Xavier's University doing my Masters in Mass Communication, so for today's show. Uh, we the people show my question is what is the procedure for reapplying my student visa for Canada? Hello everyone, my name is Vasam Zafar. Uh, I'm currently pursuing my BJMC from uh, Delhi. And my question on the topic is why is it that even as students who have been issued AIP approval in principle are being refused travel visas? And my second question is, refusing at least 60% allegedly of the students uh, for Canada for what, what whatsoever reason doesn't seem justified. So is there any conflict on the diplomatic front? Hello everyone, myself Rahul Mishra. And the question that I have is, uh, as of today, January 2021, more than 1 million Indian students are studying in 85 countries outside India. Uh, the Ministry of External Affairs have raised the issue with several countries about Indian students struggling to return to these countries post-COVID. However, does the government really have the exact count of the number of students or even a backup plan of getting these students admission here in India in case these students fail to get student visas abroad? So some of the questions that uh, were raised uh, by uh, Harsh also being there. But Neharika, we can go across to Wasam's question. First two questions, Madhushri and Wasam, uh, talking about students being rejected visas even though they've gotten applications i mean they've, they've gotten letters of uh, uh, they've gotten their offers from universities and letters of acceptance from universities have you been hearing of that and why do you think that is getting an acceptance from the university and an admission letter does not mean that you will be given a visa 
the visa requirements are completely different. It is based on first that you are a potential immigrant unless proven otherwise. For instance, you have to show your financial documents, which should yeah. demonstrate that you have enough funds not to be a liability to that country. Remember, you're a foreigner, you're an international student. And the second is your letter of intent. So when you're applying to Canada, the letter of intent, that means your statement of purpose is so important because that is what is going to demonstrate your reasons and your intentions to go to that particular country to study. And if the visa officer is not satisfied with your explanation, he can deny you the visa. So, yes, that is one of the reasons uh, why the denial happens. But if you are denied, there's not a problem. You can reapply, you can appeal, and you can make a new you know, set of your financial documents that prove otherwise your intentions and revise your statement of purpose, which clearly indicates that your purpose of education in that particular country and then i don't think all right all good points denied. to know but i'm just wondering if you know uh, things change and in the economy and when perhaps one door closes another one opens i want to go across to firat sunil who is the ambassador of turkey the turkish ambassador to india nepal and bhutan mrs sunil uh, you tweeted uh, just uh, this week yesterday or day before uh, when uh, in response to students who were complaining about not being able to get visas and this long wait for visas to the US and the UK etc you said that Turkey can be a good option we have very good universities you don't need to wait for months to get a student visa is this an opportunity and is this a change in the system if the US is not going to uh, open up will students go elsewhere okay thank you very much for this opportunity so first, I would like to tell you some words about Turkish universities, what can offer, so why to study in Turkey. So uh, we have 208 universities in Turkey, and uh, altogether more than 50,000 programs. And some of them are English. And Turkey is in the European higher education area. It means if you study, if you complete a study in Turkey, your diploma is recognized all over the world. So this is an opportunity. So, uh, and uh, we have Turkish programs, we have English programs from uh, medical uh, faculties to social sciences, everything and so on. So uh, we have high quality universities. Some of them are world-class, world-class universities and uh, Indian students are welcome. So, uh, we can also return to university issue, but uh, if uh, a student gets an acceptance from the university, so letter of acceptance, and uh, he or she can apply for visa here in our embassy or in uh, at any uh, of our consulate in uh, India. So uh, what we all need, what we all need is. Uh, uh, an application form has to be uh, filled, and then uh, visa fee is 4,500, and uh, the letter of uh, acceptance, this is very important, and uh, diploma and uh, transcript of previous schools, and documents for financial status. 
So hmm. uh, there no, are also. But uh, Turkey clearly believes that you know one um, and one country's loss can be their gain because we've seen over the last two years. Last year, certainly Indians have been flocking to Turkey. Turkey's made it very easy to even give tourist visas for those who have been wanting to travel after two years of being locked out. Uh, yeah, but uh, we have never uh, locked up uh, giving issue tourist visa or any kind of visa. Of course, in uh, COVID time, there were some uh, postponement and uh, delays. Uh, but normally, uh, now uh, it's uh, Turkey is a country which can be reached very easily from India, and our uh, visa procedure is also not so long. For example, uh, for average, uh, average uh, tourism uh, student visa. It requires four to six weeks only. All right, uh, Firat Sunil, a pleasure to have you on We the People and on NDTV. Thank you so much for your time, Niharika. I want to just uh, wind up with you. Last words, any advice? What would you give to students? Like you said, just two more weeks. Many of them are still on tender hooks. What advice would you give for this batch of students and students going forward who have to apply? Maybe for the you know who take up start in the Jan semester because some do choose to then uh, defer till then. I think uh, the best advice I can give is to apply early. But then again, you know, we had the results uh, of CBSE coming in later this uh, and by the month of July. So everything got delayed. But yes, uh, you know, if you've got uh, where U.S. is concerned, you can go for emergency visa. Where U.K. is concerned, go for the super, um, uh, the S, uh, the priority, super priority visa. Where Canada is concerned, I think if you do not get it, defer your admission to January or next fall. Or where Ca Australia is concerned, you can also, they have three terms, you can apply for the next term. So that is my advice. Do not be disheartened. I understand these are rough times and we do have a yeah. back against the wall, but we just need to be positive. It's not the end of the world. So don't do things like committing suicide and things like that. Really Absolutely. Dis disturbing, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. I mean, just be patient, you know. These, uh, yes. And we just go through incredibly pandemic, hard year for everybody and terrible that, uh, you know, students have to go through. Uh, go through all this, especially this bass. They've had yeah. the worst luck. But thank you so much. Thank you all for joining us. We hope to continue to do topics like this that affect you, that uh, you know, uh, that impact each all of your lives. Thank you for joining us on Be the People, where we believe it's important to speak up, but also important to listen. Thank you all. Good night.